You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Staples, we have the experience and expertise to keep your facilities clean and safe. With over 5,000 professional-grade facilities and cleaning products in stock every day. And with next-day delivery available to over 98% of the U.S., you get what you need when you need it. Our experts can help you solve tough challenges, too. They average over 15 years of facilities experience, so you can be sure they understand your needs. That's the Staples Business Advantage. Sign up at staplesbusinessadvantage.com. Hello, listener, and on this How to Start Foot 22 special, we discuss exactly that. Whether you're doing a road to glory or spending plenty of FIFA points, we'll talk about it all. Market, player prices, score battles and rivals, whether it's 20 hours or 10 hours of early access, and plenty more too. I'm your host, Ben, and this is the Foot Weekly Podcast, brought to you by our supporters and available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, listener, and welcome to this podcast. We're going to talk how to start Foot 22, as I'm sure you'll have probably just heard. And with me, I have a fantastic panel. Before we get into that, though, I just wanted to uh, say it is a little early, perhaps, or we're a few weeks away, but I wanted to get this out there for people to listen to. And we've got a lot to discuss. And I mean, we haven't recorded since the end of the transfer window. And Japes, Japes FIFA, who so often joins us, joins us here. It has been quite the transfer window and from a foot perspective it's going to be pretty spicy as you would say <laughs> hi ben yeah happy to be back on uh lovely little transfer window this one big implications for fifa and when you think about what it means to start uh, you know on a on a new uh rotation or a new iteration of fifa the first thing that comes to mind is always like what are those spicy new links so it's always fun mm. to uh to hit this time of year and everybody starts dreaming before you know it all comes crashing down and you realize you can't afford the stuff you really want <laughs> yeah exactly and uh up next um a man who normally can afford the stuff he wants matt foot trading hello welcome Thank you very much, Ben. Uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's uh, certainly getting closer. You might have to dub FIFA 22 over plenty of my responses because it still feels weird to be talking about FIFA 22. Oh, I know the amount of times I've been through the pod recently and gone, oh, damn, I've said FIFA 21 when I meant 22. But yeah, just bear with. Although, yeah, we're getting very close. So 
we're less than three weeks out from uh, the early access period, so it's it's certainly yeah. creeping up on us. Wow. So it serves to be prepared. Yeah, hopefully that's what we'll do over the course of this pod and the supporter episode. And it's great we have a guest who hasn't been on for a little while, but I know we'll provide some insight here. It's YouTuber and streamer Justus. Welcome back. Hello, Ben. Yeah, thank you for having me back, mate. It's uh, it's great to be back on the pod, and also what a time to be on the pod as well, as we are. You said we're moving into the last phase. This is kind of the bit just before the excitement kicks in with the database and everything. It's uh, it's a great time to be chatting all things FUT 22. I will be doing the same as Matt. I will drop 21 (laughs) probably a few times. So you could probably get a counter there. Be like, ding, ding. (laughs) We definitely could. Uh, Next up, final guest on this podcast, we have DJ FIFA player. Hello. Hi, Ben. Uh, Welcome back. And I think one thing that we'll talk about beforehand because we're going to talk about uh, Road to Glories because that's something that I think I pointed out on a past podcast I was keen to get you on for because you you used to spend on FIFA points and now have gone pure Road to Glory, no FIFA points. But before we get into that, you must be pretty excited. It's been a crazy window, but particularly for Manchester United as a fellow United fan, uh, the Ronaldo signing particularly must be interesting. Oh yeah, very overexcited, waiting for the squad number announcement so I can go and buy a shirt. Yeah, yeah, there are some off-field things which... uh, temper my excitement a bit but uh, you know I think it's obviously going to be hugely helpful on the pitch even though I don't know whether it was quite the void that needed filling in the team but no and I, I think actually for the window was great before Ronaldo came along I'd have liked a, a holding midfielder to add to the squad but other than mm. that Varane yeah, fantastic Sancho we've been wanting for a while um, and it felt like we'd had a really good window so uh, we weren't crying out for a striker. I think we were all we were all very happy with Cavani um, holding the fort for the next year or so, uh, while we picked up um, uh, someone quality. But when uh, Ronaldo became available, I think there's so much um, history and emotion, and um, uh, and you know, as well as the sort of commercial uh, element that comes with it as well. It's just a really exciting sort of um, fantasy football moment, uh, and part of the the soap opera that I think that makes the Premier League so exciting. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, it's going to be fascinating for one to watch, but also just for links in the game and uh, transfers and things like that is probably something we'll talk about in the build-up at two foot 22. And that's what we're going to talk about now because we want to start from the start, which is the web app or companion app on mobile, but often the web app is out beforehand. One thing to say about that, to access early the web app and companion app before the game, you do tend to need to have played the game before a certain point. I think it's maybe July, August on that account on console. It's sort of an anti-botting measure, I guess, that's in place. The majority of people listening to this, if not everyone, will be fine, of course. But if you're starting a new account, perhaps you may not have access. But how long web app access is before early access on console is very different, isn't it, year to year? Matt, when do you think it'll be this year? In like the earlier years, we were getting it sort of like a good week or two before official release. But, you know, last year we had about a day of web app access before we had the EA Play 10-hour period. And people are even saying this year that EA Play and the web app would come on the same day. But obviously EA Play comes out at midnight UK, I think. So... What does it? I think it does, isn't it? The the ten hour period. Yeah, it starts at That's midnight, the, but the web yeah, app so normally it, drops in the day, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So that could be that could be an interesting new dynamic if we're actually getting the EA Play period before the actual web app drop at say six pm on the same day. So we have to wait and see. You know, I've I've always said web app could come you know as early as the fifteenth this year to give us a week before the ten hour period. Um, 
but yeah, it's got to drop on a Wednesday because they obviously dropped Team of the Week one alongside the uh, the start of the game. So yeah, we just have to wait and see. I think either the fifteenth or the the twenty second are the the likely dates at the moment. Yeah, the twenty second is the early access ten hours. It could be more actually. We'll talk about that when we get to it. But the web app companion app it can drop. You're right, a week early, but it could still drop during that week. I know it's normally on a Wednesday because it's meant to drop the team of the week, but it, it could be any time after the 15th. But Matt, I know you're a bit of a web app trading expert. So what do you do once you get in there at the start? The main area or the main route I've gone is to just try and get those those starter SBCs and those early advanced SBCs done as quickly as possible because the, the non-rare golds, they're very, very, very cheap at the start. If you can pick them up in the first sort of one or two hours of web app access, people are opening up their welcome backpacks and just listing cards for cheap to try and get some early coins together. So picking up some, you know, cheap SBC solutions for those advanced SBCs, you can get some, you know, 35k packs. I think you can get a, a rare mega pack, a 50k pack as well. And if you can hit some, you know, half decent low end rare golds, you know, even cards like Inyaki Williams and Richarlison I hit last year and they were sort of 15 to 20k in the early stages of the game so if you can hit those guys start building up a coin total up and around 100k in that first day invest those into some you know sort of mid-tier meta gold cards you know the likes of Joe Gomez Usman Dembele those were really good shouts last year. Once the game's actually released and people start getting those, getting some coins and starting to make those teams, those sort of cards that sort of get into a lot of teams, they really do shoot up in value and can sort of double or triple your coin total. So that's where I've gone in the past. Um, obviously this year, as we've said, the debate on whether EA Play is going to be before the web app might change that slightly because people are going to be getting on and playing games earlier. So we'll have to wait and see. But um, no, if web app comes before EA Access and EA Play, uh, that's the sort of route I would be going down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, oh, Jake's putting your FIFAnomics hat on for a second. The point with the web app is there isn't really any supply of coins onto the market. You know, you can't put FIFA points on when the web app's out. So people don't have a way of generating coins that they then have once the game launches. Because when the game's out, people buy packs with FIFA points, discard players, and then the amount of coins in the game suddenly increases massively. So if you can get in on, say, a meta player who's going to be someone that people want to buy early on, then you know you can get in on them quite cheap because the web app there's not many coins around. And then once the game drops, people are spending FIFA points, have coins that that player should rise significantly. I think that's something you did last year with Bale quite successfully. Yeah, I had a I had a lot of fun with uh, Bale and Joe Gomez last year. That did wonders mm. for me and my coin total at the start of the game. But it, I mean, you're right. Like, you know, people either get a lot of coins early because they drop a bunch of FIFA points or they're adding to their coin total by playing games and completing SBCs. But when there's a limited number of you know, cards on the market to complete those SBCs or packs that can get open because people don't want to spend their coins on packs and they want to wait for FIFA points. Like the way to do it is to try to trade your cards to a point where you can, you know, have a stable of players that will be quote unquote meta or talked about or highly in demand and just watch them kind of skyrocket. It's it's a little bit brain dead trading in a sense. Not not brain dead, because you got to get there. But what I mean is like once you get enough of those like meta cards you'd kind of just like wait for them to hit the top mm. 
and then you sell. Yeah, yeah no, that makes sense. And, uh, and Chuff, you've run a road to glory what, for a little while now, pretty experienced with that and have had a lot of success over the years doing that. Am I right in saying that? And um, what would you recommend people do if they're, you know, I suppose whether they're not going to put thief points on or not, the web app's still a good time to maybe get ahead of it. But certainly if you're not going to spend FIFA points, then it, it really is a, an important time to get on it, I guess. Yeah, really important. So I've done, I used to put on a lot of points And then when I kind of got into creating, I kind of stopped, did a couple of years RTG. And then now I'm back to just having the one account just because I don't want to burn myself out on FIFA without trying to do two accounts. But Mm. uh, yeah, the the days of the web app getting on there. And it's really like, as Matt was saying, doing your SBCs and then grinding out those trades just to build up the funds, you know, your first 50, 100K of the small gains where it's just, it's just the grind, you know, it's just, a, you're always filling your transfer list up. You might be making anything from, I remember, I remember trading, was it last year? It might have been the year before trading like Andre Shirley's, Shirley's for like, I was making about 150 coins after tax a card. Just literally really, it was quite easy. It's just a bit mind numbing, but once you get there, like great, then you can start investing in, yeah, some of the, some of the mid meta cards and you can kind of upgrade your trading a bit. And it's a great journey. It's great fun when you get stuck into it. Yeah, I mean, it's also a great level up because if you're not spending FIFA points, it's fantastic because you are on a level playing field with everyone else at that point until FIFA point spend starts to impact as we see that 10 hour early access and people can spend FIFA points on the game. So it is great in that sense. And DJ, I wanted to hear your thoughts on this because you did your first road to glory having spent in the past. Um, what was the web app like for you? And do you want to explain a bit about this? Yeah, I, I used to spend like a Russian oligarch uh, on foot for a few <laughs> years. Um, uh, but then decided that it was probably going a bit too deep too quick uh, and with a wedding, a house and a puppy to pay for um, it was decided mm. to go cold turkey on the FIFA points uh, last year um, so a bit of a different experience um, yeah I've always enjoyed dabbling on the app though before you can get FIFA points on there anyway and, and playing same as uh, Matt was saying get the SBCs done start getting the uh, packs flowing um, what I try and do is split it into three in that you've got some players that you can just sit in your club because you can only really get rid of them for discard or nominal value and just hold them until they're worth something or you can use them in an SBC down the line. There's some cards that you've then got two sort of speeds of appreciation. You'll have some that will go up slowly, so get rid of them and take that cash and invest in those that will go up quick. Mm. And it's just spotting which ones move faster, really. Mm. I would imagine there are a lot of people that are wondering, going from spending a lot to not spending at all did you miss it you know what it was the best decision i made one of the big things that really helps is it it sort of relieves a lot of the stress and sort of getting worked up the number of times you sit there when you spent a load of cash on the game and and you get a bad bounce of a ball or all the rest of it and you think oh my god i'm wait how much money have i put into this to get that and actually then when you look back at it now and uh, and the comparison not putting that significant cash in, actually you can be a bit more relaxed about the bad luck mm. and the things that go the other way, which is, you know, again, you shouldn't get so worked up about it, but I do. And uh, actually knowing that I haven't got the financial investment, albeit I've still got the time investment, just made the, the whole experience a lot more fun. I love it. I love it. So like, you know, because I think there's a lot of listeners that are like, gosh, FIFA would be so much more fun if I was able to put a bunch of cash down, drop a bunch of cash on this game. Everything would be better. And I I think it's a great point saying like when things when you've spent a bunch of money and things don't go your way, it feels way, way, way mm. worse. And like, you know, the what are the truths in life? 
uh, life, death, taxes, and like ultimately it's things not going your way in a game of FIFA as well. So um, <laughs> I think it's a great point for listeners and a great piece of advice. Yeah, and look, I know there'll be people listening thinking I'm going to spend FIFA points because I want to compensate for the fact that I'm not able to spend as much time. And while that makes sense, and also the start of the cycle is the time to do that without a doubt. The very, very start, spending those FIFA points, those FIFA points, the return you get, it's worth more because there are less coins in the game at that point. But on the flip side, there has never been a better point in Ultimate Team's lifetime not to spend FIFA points based on last year's cycle because there were so many ways of improving your team which didn't require you to spend, at least in, in my opinion. DJ, is that what you would say as well? Yeah, I, I think um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not an expert trader, but I've had a really successful year. And I think that's because of the time mm. I've put into it. And there is so much to do and so much to earn and so much to therefore get back from just playing a lot of the game that actually you can do it without having to pump the money in. And it's the old Gary Player thing, isn't it? That, that you know, the more I practice, the mm. luckier I get. Well, actually, the more packs you open, the luckier you get. <laughs> so if you just keep taking on the obligation, taking on the the objectives, and, and you keep taking on the, every little opportunity you can, you squeeze out those little extra, those extra games, those little objectives, those extra packs. You get some luck down the line, and when you get that luck, then that opens up the game for you. Well, yeah, and I think it's important to think about, or at least I find it helpful to think about these three points to the triangle of foot essentially where you have on one side spend on the other side skill and ability that's both trading and gameplay and then the other one is time and particularly with time you can compensate for both those other things but obviously they all interact and I think another thing to consider now is time in terms of how long you're going to play the game for or the goals you're setting what team you want to achieve is that the team that you want to achieve by August of the cycle because that again is going to make it easier based on what we've had this year to achieve those goals you want to set. And that is worth thinking about too, what you're hoping for and also whether you're just going to go along for the ride and see what happens because that's great fun as well. But DJ, you're someone who put a lot of time last year, as you said, this year you're saying this cycle you may not be able to. Does that tempt you into going for that other point in the triangle, the, the spend? I, um, I'm going to stick to the road to glory, but I, I think the way I've decided to approach it is, is sort of expectation management and, and approach it from that point of view of, look, I'm not going to be able to put the time in and I'm not going to put the money in. I've sort of decided I'm, ne- I'm never going to hit that elite level because I don't want, I'm not going to be able to do the things that require me to do that. So with that expectation, I'm a lot more sort of realistic about um, how I'm going to approach the game. So pretty relaxed about that. Yeah. And then Jeff, I know you've been wanting to hit, you know, higher weekend league finishes, things like that. Have you felt behind because you've been running a road to glory. I've never felt behind. So last year I put on points. The year before was, and the year before that was road to glory. Um, <clears throat> I put a lot of time into the road to glory, which, you know, but I put a lot of time in this year as well. And I think that competitively, I was no different. Mm. Um, I managed to get elite two this year. Last year I managed, I think, 24. My team was just as good, especially when you get to kind of the latter stages, you know, team, the end of team of the season teams all become amazing and I just never really felt I literally never felt any different I think the first the first month was maybe a bit a bit more difficult mm. just because I couldn't go out and just kind of snap up some of these um a couple of the higher cards but if it wasn't for me if it wasn't that I do kind of the creation as my job I would I would do an RTG mm. because the as as DJ was saying you don't get the stress and the other thing that I would often get and I still get it if I open packs the disappointment like, oh my God, I've just spent that and got that. Mm. Like, mm. wow, what? 
And if you can stick to just not putting any on or you just do a set amount at the start of the game and, and that's just to save you some time and then you're done. It's um, I think it's a, I've, personally for me, it's a more enjoyable experience. And I put, yeah, it doesn't affect the competitiveness. Yeah, well, let's get another perspective from James then, because I know you put in a good argument on the pod last year, basically saying that considering the amount of time you play, if you have the money to spend, only if you have the money, then it's probably quite a good investment, actually. Yeah, I mean, I've I have like a... A borderline like time not like a time obsession but it's like uh you know going back to like the fifa nomics thing right to, you have a limited supply of time like we all do it's a great equalizer for everyone and so for me ultimately like i found that i got more joy out of the game like i i maybe didn't ha- have like i think i still do have those expectations but i i find that oftentimes i tend to be more forgiving of the game than many people Hmm. and recognize that like over the course of 20 games of football or 20 games of soccer like there's going to be some wild stuff that happens and for me ultimately like the i don't i don't enjoy grinding and trading anymore like and frankly i don't have time for Hmm. it so it's but it's become like a tricky uh call like a tricky dance almost of you know, in this year, I, I will say, like this year, I'm increasingly feeling like I'm I'm not really going to spend because I I have to take an even more casual approach this year because the t- amount of time that I'm able to devote to FIFA is likely going to be even less than it was before, and so that means that the time that I do spend on FIFA, if I am spending on the game, the cost per hour of the time that I spend playing is going to be even higher than it was before. So I and I'm not sure if it's going to you know hit a point where you know it's worth it and i'm there are other things that i'd perhaps prefer spend money on at the moment like your son actually who i think we might have heard in the background there i'm sure we'll catch him more over the course of this cycle but i wanted to uh, i guess bring back the discussion on web app because there was one point made last year i think by yourself matt it may not have been in this podcast to sort of how to start for 22 but uh, in the early days of the cycle when you're on the pod you mentioned a very smart move that one of your followers had done and it was basically to discard uh, a decent value in fact inform for the coin so that they could then trade on the web app which i think is a very smart move that's a big brain move yeah i think it was when I think there was like an informed Bruno or something. Was yes, it in... yeah. I think that you're right, yeah. So basically early on, because nobody's really got any coins, if you get a high value inform, you know, or even an icon early on, sometimes it's better just to discard them. Uh, get the, you know, the 10K if it's an inform, or I think it's icons discard for like 70K or something. Use those coins that you get from discarding that player to trade early on to, you know, make some investments. And then down the line, when that inform or that icon has risen in price as people have grown their coin totals, you can then just buy them back for the discard value through quick sell recovery and then sell them on for whatever they're going for on the market at that time. So you're basically, I don't know how it's like, you're sort of like loaning them back to EA <laughs> for that coin total yeah, and then no, just I mean, rebuying them. Pa- it's it's potting yeah, yeah, yeah. is really what it yeah, is. literally. Right? Like you go down to the shop and you're like, I have this really fancy diamond ring right now that I really would actually like to keep, but I need some, I need some cash to be able to do some essential things, i.e. like build up my own coin total and start trading. So mm-hmm. why don't I give you this diamond ring to hold on to it for a month you give me a small amount of cash because when i come back i can get the diamond ring and then if i want to sell the diamond ring for full value 
then I can do that, or I can keep the diamond ring and play with it. So I I, I love it. I think it's I think it's a little bit hilarious, <laughs> but it's also like just a, if you're going to dedicate the time to trade and you're a good trader, like dude, why not go for it? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things that you you hear like, oh, I've just discarded an informed Bruno Fernandez, and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you think about it, and you're like, oh, wait a second, this is actually like really really smart. So I was I was so impressed. I was like, yeah, fair yeah, play, yeah. Like, claps all around. Yeah, it's very smart, and then basically, you know, also the other thing we should say is that it's not like a pawn shop in some ways because when you get it back you actually just pay the same price that you discarded it for yeah. so you know there's no loss really and and actually the other thing to point out which is important here is that they you know you can't go back further than what is it how many how many days is it you, ha- you have you can recover anything from the last seven days but you only get five recoveries in a month mm. so in a 30-day period you only get five recoveries yeah so don't forget it's seven that. seven days because it was the eighth day when i went to go back here and get oh, that village yeah. that i discarded <laughs> <laughs> no, it was only fodder though, really, wasn't he? So, um, you're right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Untradeable dupe. But yeah, that is a very good point. So make sure you do it on the seventh day, if not the sixth day, just to be sure. Uh, makes a lot of sense to do that anyway, as we were saying. This is very sad, but I put reminders into my diary on my phone when I discard something valuable so I remember to go back. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, I that's love a, that. That's definitely a good little tip for people, actually. And also talking about... Another thing that people have asked is the starter nation, which one should you pick? And uh, assuming which it seems like they will be, seeing as it's been the same for a while, the starter SPCs are the same. It's often been recommended to pick, of course, one of the big nations, so you get those chemistry links. But actually, I think there's one that pretty much requires Germany players. Matt, is that right? Yeah, I think it was um, the German striker that's needed for one of those early SBCs. But mm. yeah, it, I think, yeah... England, Germany for the the multiple domestic leagues mm. are always good for some of those early SBCs. I've always liked going with Brazil because they haven't had the licensed Brazilian league. So you get a lot of different league Brazilians, which can be useful for some of the advanced SBCs. Mm. But yeah, really, ultimately, it's it's preference. You're only getting, what, three three gold cards and a couple of silvers from that nation. So it's it's every little helps um but i think most of the value will come from sort of like those welcome back packs um when it comes to those early spcs of course i have wondered whether it's worth investing in german strikers at the beginning though because that spc every year is the one that you end up having to shell out for if you haven't Mm. got one yeah they're always very good to trade with you know if you can get on the snipes it's very competitive because it's been in the last you know three four years however long the the spc has been available for so it's always very competitive but it's a very very good profit maker early on you can you know snipe them for for close to as low as possible 200 coins and sell them for you know up to a a thousand coins pretty uh pretty easily yeah no definitely i think trading with those spc players doing the spc so you know what players could potentially uh, rise in value as people do them and uh, you know, keeping across that can be really good it just really depends how long the web app's out for and um, whether you can you know put in the time when it does come out you want to think about it though in terms of your time and if you feel you want to wait your time towards a particular part of launch then it's probably not going to be the web app because the coins you make there while they're worth more because the market's so low and there are so few coins around it is a real grind and you're not going to be expecting to make a lot of coins that said if you can get on and maybe you know get lucky with an inform and then have some coins uh, through the discard of the inform to pick up some players that are going to be meta that people are going to use but don't have the coins to buy them with at the very start then that might be something that is well worth doing so just you know give it a go see what happens 
And actually, certainly if there's a lengthy period on the web app where you see that there's a team of the week, which is going to go out of packs pretty much when early access launches or around that time, it would probably be worth picking up those players because the supply on those will be so, so low. We'll have to see whether a podcast actually comes out during the web app. As I said, we don't know how long that period is going to be, but I would recommend checking out Nate, the foot accountant who's been on the podcast many times and we'll be releasing pretty much daily market trading videos for you. So do check those out, Nate, the foot accountant on YouTube. For now, though, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back talking about what you should get up to on the console, particularly through early access. We'll be back in just a moment. In this break, I've got something else for you which may help you start Foot 22, a 12,000 FIFA point giveaway. The pod supporters keep the podcast going, so they get plenty in return, including frequent 12,000 FIFA point giveaways. And if you're interested in that, but you're not yet a supporter, then there is still time. It's just £3 a month. And as you'll have heard from me before, probably, it's double the podcast content over there. And there's plenty more beyond that, including the supporter community, custom foot alerts, tactics, bank, and loads, loads more too. And you can get all that, as I said, £3 a month over at bit.ly slash more pod. So that's bit.ly slash more pod. Or just search for weekly patron. A huge thank you for listening to this. And a huge thank you if you do decide to do that. Let's get back into the pod. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Right, so moving on from the web app and on to what, in my opinion, is the most exciting time, booting it up on console for the first time, which will, for most people, happen on the 22nd of September, at least most, I imagine, listening to this podcast and everyone here, because that is when EA Play Early Access starts, and you get 10 hours of early access through EA Play. It's a couple of quid to sign up to EA Play, and You also get a 10% discount on FIFA points, so you may make your money back there. And don't quote me on this, but you may get your money back if you cancel within the month. So it's well worth doing for those extra 10 hours. And this year, if you're on next gen, it looks like it will be 20 hours because you can also do a trial for old gen, which uh, is going to add a decent amount of time, well, double to people's early playtime, Matt, which is interesting. Yeah, especially, you know, you consider it's only a a five day period in which you'll be using up that time, four hours a day. Mm. That's, uh, that's enough to, you know, for us content creators to certainly pump out a good amount of content on the game. But for people looking to get started, you know, if you're getting those early gameplay related rewards, you're getting your squad battles, you're getting your rivals, maybe playing some drafts. You can really do a lot in that time and get some some good coins flowing through those gameplay rewards. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is, I guess, a, a point for you, Chuff. I'm guessing you know you're creating content around the game. You're probably on it a lot, but I'm imagining you're going to be using the web app quite a bit over that period, and that's what you'd suggest. You know, to minimize the amount of time you're actually putting in on the console and using up that that ten hours or twenty hours. Yeah, hundred percent. I will be very efficient with. So I've already got some videos booked in. So like anything, any kind of film or anything, if we don't need to be on the game, it'll be coming off. Mm. Building squads will probably be done on like for anything. Fuck, Just, yeah, as, as little time as possible on there. And I think like one thing, opening packs is another one. So a lot of people are opening packs using their 10 hours. 
Um, and that's fair enough. If you know, if you've got 10 hours for five days and you know you're only going to actually be on FIFA for five, then you don't need to worry about it. But for the people that might be opening packs or points and you will, you want to spend as much time as you can, then it is worth opening your packs on the web app as well to just save you the time on the console. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, I mean, it's probably quicker too, actually, because even though the animation's shortened, as we talked about in the last podcast, it's still going to be much quicker on the web app for sure. And not using up that time is, of course, really important. So the thing that is interesting here is that there'll be a lot of people with the Ultimate Edition getting 4,600 FIFA points through that. They may never have actually had FIFA points at the start of the game before, potentially. So that's an interesting dynamic for the market. But it's also something that I know a lot of people have asked about. What should I be doing with those 4,600 FIFA points? I think, realistically, the advice is always get those points spent and use what you can make out of it, whether it's discards or selling players, to put towards players who are going to rise further, meta players, etc. But... Interesting with preview packs this year, if those are your only points that you have, those 4,600, is there an argument, Japes, that maybe you hold those points and use them to preview packs? But then again, the quality of the packs just isn't great and you're very time limited if you do that. It's going to take a while. Yeah, I will. Also, I want to call out that like this, the 4,600 points, like a lot of people are going to have those. Like Like it is going to fundamentally impact the market in a way that we haven't seen before. Like there are a lot of people that order the ultimate edition to get the one to watch card Mm. and the extra like packs, but won't spend money on the game. And now like they're still ordering that, but they have these 4,600 points and everybody is going to have that from day one. Yeah. It's going to impact the game in a way that like we haven't seen. So like you're going to have to move really, really fast because people are going to spend, they're going to get a high rated card. They're going to try to sell them and flip them. But the market, like once it hits that like inflection point, card prices are going to rocket because there's going to be such an influx of coins from these 4,600 points that everybody will have. Although it does kind of make me think maybe the reason why they felt it was okay to do that this year is because unlike last year, we won't see those rivals placement coins, which gave a big coin Mm, boost early on. So maybe there's going to be almost like it's going to be balanced out a bit by that. I don't know, Matt, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, Last year we had just a coin injection we didn't have any supply of cards onto the market through people yeah. just getting the rivals placement True. coins so that really just that really helped the rise of those you know those early players like we mentioned the gomez dembele erling Haaland, that kind of thing because everyone was getting coins but there wasn't actually any extra supply of those cards on the market mm. so everyone just went out and bought quite a limited supply of those cards whereas this year you're going to have a lot of supply of these cards through everyone opening their packs. But then you also have everyone going and then spending their coins from opening the packs on those players. So we could have quite an interesting dynamic where player prices actually dip a little bit when everyone gets their their FIFA points. And then, you know, once everyone's spent, you see that sharp rise, as Jape said, where everyone starts going out and spending their their newly uh, acquired coins on those players so it's definitely something to uh to look at and I'm, I'm really excited to see how it how it goes we always have these new market dynamics at the start of fifas now which is mm. always something quite exciting to delve into as a as a trader this this is the interesting one actually because when you're using your your, your, your free points to free in inverted commas to open <laughs> packs you're not actually creating any more coins other than discard value mm. so yeah the, unlike the coin injection from the um the league positionings you're actually putting 
cash into the into the virtual market this way you're actually putting supply into the virtual market so it's a really different dynamic um and actually you'd argue it will be it will slow the appreciation as opposed to uh, rocket charge it like it did with the coins yeah i mean it was crazy last year wasn't it because people were getting you know 100,000 coins very quickly early on just playing the five placement matches and also getting coins as they went up into the next division and it was a one-off thing so ea felt they could be more generous about it but it did lead to an inflation that I don't think we're ever going to see potentially again at the start. Uh, so that's just worth bearing in mind. Maybe more useful if you're wanting to look back at past player prices to look at uh, FIFA 20 rather than 21, actually. Um, but DJ, what are your thoughts on what to do with those 4,600 FIFA points that many people will be getting early on? The preview pack question I'm still not sure about because you can hold and just keep doing preview packs till you get lucky. So you may want to play the lottery approach as opposed to the get the coins in and invest. Yeah, so that is an interesting point. But I think we're going to have to see how frequently there's going to be packs there to preview, right? Because if it takes forever to to open those packs and to use your FIFA points, then it's probably not going to be worth it. It's probably every 24 hours, isn't it? And if that's 100, you only get 7.5k packs at the start, don't you? So 150 points that wouldn't be viable because you'd be doing one pack every 24 hours. Yeah. If yeah. it is 24 hours. You'd, like do, you'd be able to preview the seven half and the five, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah but that's still, if you're, yeah. if you're putting on 12,000 points, if you did open them every day, just, be, yeah. What? Yeah. Just the, the value would have gone. It's an interesting point though. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you're running a road to glory and those are you yeah. know, your only FIFA points that you have, you may want to save some of them. But is it going to be that useful when you can put coins in at the start, get a better team, improve your gameplay experience as a result, maybe enjoy a bit more and also get better results with a better team uh, by putting those coins in early? I think if you're maybe wanting to save some FIFA points, if they're the only FIFA points you're going to have until one to watch to preview some packs there and get those, then that might make sense. But you can always spend coins on those preview packs anyway. So I don't know. But there's also a draft to consider as well. That's something we'll discuss in the supporter episode. We had a question about that. We always get questions about that. And uh, we'll discuss whether that's worth doing on that supporter episode. Right now, though, I wanted to talk about the rewards you can get during those 10 hours of early access. And the first simple one is squad battles hasn't changed as far as I know. And the rewards are going to be, you know, Sunday night. And I think it is a viable thing to do. You can't play all your squad battles games within those 10 hours generally you may be able to squeeze quite a lot of them in you could skip the very tough teams um, and maybe play the worst teams at slightly higher difficulty although you always want to make sure you're getting wins because that really gets you the points don't risk it and go for a higher difficulty if you don't think you're going to win at it but if we move on from squad battles we of course have rivals and there's no champs at the start so that is a key source of rewards during early access the quality of opponent is going to be high it's committed players some people would say just play squad battles and focus on that but actually you know rivals is not a bad option at all and you may want to balance the two somehow it's going to depend when the rewards date is because you want to get those rewards into your club as soon as you can but rivals is very significantly different this year and it's something we discussed at length in the last podcast so we won't go over it again here do listen to that if you haven't done so already plenty of people said it helped them to understand which is good to hear the format i think we were quite positive about on that podcast but the big change is that you don't have this ranking system that revolves around other people's performance and getting weekly rival score and that sort of thing it's quite simple in some ways there's just two win 
brackets that you can achieve, the regular weekly reward and then an upgraded weekly reward. Let's say the first one's sort of six wins, something like that. And then the next one might be like 10 or 12 wins or something. So that means that no matter where you are, that target's the same. Your progress is saved, whether you go up to the next division or, or what have you. And once you've reached those 12 wins, you're actually only playing to improve your position along the ladder and also actually upgrade those rewards because if you get higher in the divisions rank system then you will get better rewards for those 12 wins so there is you know some merit to pushing up higher there and you'll also get better rewards the next week of course if you're up there and potentially that may be what i focus on because people haven't put in their 4600 fifa points they won't get that during early access and if you can build a good team on the web app, then you'll probably have an advantage if you jump straight in there and start playing games. Chuff, what's your plan to start the game? Yeah, I'll be a similar approach. I remember last year, first thing I was like, right, let's just just absorb everything. Check out, yeah, all the objectives just in case they do put anything in there that you can kind of quickly and easily do, you know, just in case there is something in there. But my main focus will be just whatever rewards we get first which I think generally will be rivals. And then, yeah, get some squad battles in. So you get the squad battle rewards still on Sunday. Yeah, I think so. Just making sure that I kind of just spread in my time to get to get rewards from a bit of everything. Really. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It's possible. Get, getting points over. So I'll be going. The reason I, I won't do drafts is because with the point, I just haven't got the time for, you know, a draft. If you're putting on 12,000 points and that's 40 drafts, if you've got the time, brilliant. But... I just won't. So I think the first night for me, or whenever we get the game, I'm just going to be sat opening my points. But that's just because I've got to put a lot. I just, you know, I'll be making videos the day, the next day. So I just need to get some in so I can get a team for content. So I know a lot of people won't be in the same position. But yeah, that'll be my plan for the first like couple of days. Mm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah, similar in a way. Although I, you know, if I'm going to spend points, which I'm kind of considering this year, possibly, I would just get them in straight away, as you say. Ben, if you're already if you're already kind of considering it, you're definitely doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, I did both last year, really, but I just didn't really play on PlayStation that much. So it's just where, which one's my main account, I guess, would be more the point here. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. I well, see. anyway, uh, DJ, we want to hear from you. What, what are you planning? Yeah, I, I I always have a little bit of a reluctance of going into online games straight away till I've played the game a bit more, and I haven't used the beta enough yet. So I'm, I may hide in squad battles for a little while till I'm confident and then fly mm. into rivals. I think this year, more than ever, there may be less risk in there because you've got checkpoints to stop you dropping backwards. And also you have these seasonal rewards where it's just based on participation, you know, a certain number of games played and you will get rewards through rivals for that. We have to know what that is. But do you think that could tempt you? No, because I just hate losing. <laughs> <laughs> that is the right answer. <laughs> There's no record now, right? You can't see the record on the main screen. That's true. I normally lose yeah. my first game in squad battles. I'll be completely honest here. The last two years, my very first game of <laughs> FIFA I've played, squad battles, I've chucked it on Legendary or Ultimate, and I've got whooped. At least it's done then. The loss is gone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually. See, I'll know. I'll know. I can't live with it. I hate losing. <laughs> It'll certainly be interesting. And we'll have to see what the rewards look like in both rivals and in squad battles because obviously everyone's going into Division 10. They may not be particularly great in Division 10 if you are unable to get beyond that. Uh, so just have a look, see what those rewards look like. Also check objectives, of course. Tends not to be so many great objective players at the start, but still worth keeping an eye on in case there are some useful packs in there. And uh, yeah, check those milestones, uh, seasonal rewards as well as i was saying and uh see what you can get out of it but japes yeah what's your plan uh in terms of starting the early access 
Uh, we'll see what I'm feeling like, honestly. Like, I yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll open some packs, maybe I'll play some games. I, like I said earlier in the pod, like, I feel like I have more limited time than, like, perhaps I've ever had on a FIFA. So I sort of am mm. of the mindset, like, if I'm going to be playing FIFA, I'm going to be doing what I feel like doing at the time. Nice. And then do you think you'll be putting FIFA points in this year? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I did the I did the pre-order thing. So, like, I'll have the, you know, 40 whatever. And I'll probably just mm. use that for drafts. And, like, I, I'm, right now I'm just leaning towards, like, I'll take that, use it for drafts, and just sort of, like, RTG it and see what happens. Yeah, nice. Sounds good. Um, Matt, what are you planning to do? I think I'm just going to wing it depending on what rewards, what the reward schedule is looking like. Because if we get... Say we were to get a, a rivals reward set the day after the ten hour period drops because ten hours drops on a Wednesday. Rivals rewards are typically on a Thursday. So, say for example, we get a rivals reward set on on the Thursday. Definitely going to be playing some rivals. If not, I might just go for for squad battles because that'll be the the earliest reward set. Uh, just get some games in there. Mm. It might just be a case of sort of playing around the the rivals reward schedule and then sort of seeing where you go from there so yeah that's where i'm at just sort of base it where wherever the earliest rewards come in focus my time on that mode and then when i get the points for the ultimate edition probably move over to uh to drafts yeah no interesting to see how things develop of course we'll be covering it on the pod and talking of drafts as i said we'll talk about draft on the sport episode we'll be talking about uh, the market too i'll ask you a question Matt, before we leave this pod on uh, player prices, but if you're not supporting already and would like to head into Foot22 supporting the pod and getting double the podcast content and plenty more too in the tiers above, then do check out bit.ly slash more pod. So that's bit.ly slash more pod or just search Foot Weekly Patreon. It'd be great to have you as part of that. And if you are already, then thank you very much for keeping the pod going and I'll catch you on that support episode. But Matt, just wrap it up here. What are your thoughts on player prices this year at the start, considering we don't have that coin injection we saw last year? It's going to be a bit different. Yeah, it will be different. You're not going to have sort of everyone playing five games and getting sort of what 40 to 100k coins and then going out and instantly buying, you know, two, three, four players that are going to sort of be those those mid-tier players and really shooting those prices up. What you will still have though on early access is you'll have people getting onto the console and being able to load up uh, FIFA points outside of the pre-order bonus. So if people want to go out and purchase uh, points, they're going to be doing that. They're going to be getting coins. So player prices will still start to creep up once we get on the console version. Um, it might be a slightly slower rise compared to last year, I'd say, because uh, you're not going to have that sort of pretty much instant coin injection through those rivals placements it'll be sort of a more gradual thing with people opening packs but uh yeah as i say depends on the the launch of the web app if we get web app before ea play and the 10 hour period obviously get invested as much as you can if we uh, get ea play first then you know it might be a different story it might come into the game with player prices being a little bit higher with people already having those those fifa point uh coin injections so Again, we just have to wait and see. Regardless, I'm sure we'll we'll be able to tackle it when we get a little bit more information. Yeah, definitely. We haven't spoken about you know launch proper, but that is a little way away now. You know, those ten hours or twenty hours maybe of early access on the twenty second. We'll be tidying people over until the four days early that you got with the ultimate edition this year. So yeah, plenty of FIFA to be played at that point, but all in the future right now. Looking forward to covering it all on the pod. 
But yes, thank you very much to all our guests for coming on this podcast. This is where we're going to wrap this one up. So thank you very much to you, Chuff, for coming back on. Thank you for having me. Really interesting stuff. Uh, it's been good. And where can people find that content you hinted about across the course of this pod? Uh, Chuffsters, YouTube, Twitch. You can find me everywhere. Great. Well, we'll say thank you very much to uh, Matt for trading as well. Thank you very much for coming on this pod. Thank you very much for having me, Ben. Feels good to be back for FIFA yeah. 22. There we go. Didn't say 21. Yeah, you're going to be creating quite a lot of content out here in the early stages as well so uh, we should let people know where to catch you yep i'm back on twitch now for the year i'm hopefully going to be a bit more consistent with it taking more of a content approach and that's just matt foot trading uh same on twitter as well and you know we might we might dabble in youtube as well this year we'll have a we'll have a think about it and that'll be matt foot trading as well perfect great and uh james as well as always it's been great to have you on uh the pleasure was mine happy to be chatting about you know it's always fun to like debate all these things right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. everyone has their own approach and it's always interesting i think totally um but you can catch me of course on twitter twitter or that's at air japes and then i will likely do some streams on twitch i am hoping that they can be regular but again you know time constraints and stuff but we'll see but that is twitch.tv slash air japes fifa great fantastic and finally DJ, thank you very much for sharing some uh, unique insight on this pod. Thanks for the invite as ever. Really enjoyed it. Uh, great to have you on and you'll hear more from them on the supporter episode over on the Patreon. So do check that out if you haven't done so already. And for now, all that's left to be said is a huge thank you to those supporters and all you listeners for joining us. And of course, those icon patrons. Dave B, DJ FIFA player, Coach Vass, Hugh J, Thomas, Alan G, Alistair, Martin M, Jordan, Matt L, Chris W, Dougie, David S, Liam B, Reese A, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, Jake G, Robbie S, Jake S, Damon H, Zach O, Tom B, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Kraus, Adam A, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Sila P, Mikael L, Andrew C, Anthony R, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, at pace of a tortoise, Stephen C, Andrew C, Dan W, Hobius, Sporkum, Bronco, Matt H, and Savage P. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Nick V, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. The Coca-Cola Company, Cure Dr. Pepper, and PepsiCo are bringing consumers more choices with less sugar than ever before. From sparkling, flavored, and bottled waters to zero-sugar sports drinks, teas, and sodas, consumers are taking advantage of these choices. In fact, nearly 60% of beverages sold contain zero sugar. To learn more, visit balanceus.org. Before I leave you, though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life, really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. 
With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 